the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go till 2, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Folks, joining us right now from the Boston Globe, they cover Rhode Island. It's Dan McGowan. And, Dan, you have a um, really interesting story. This is a different type of uh, checklist that kids and uh, schools are even using, as, as a matter of fact, for a checklist for going back to school. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, one of the things that's interesting, John, is that, you know, for all the focus that we're, we have uh, rightfully so on, uh, you know, on the, the obvious things about whether schools can reopen, you know, how you make sure that a kid is, you know, if they're sick, or if a teacher gets sick, um, you know, all those things are important. But one of the kind of behind the scenes factors that that, that, that every school district and every school is really uh, having to consider right now is this kind of avalanche of uh, pitches that they're getting from all kinds of companies who, you know, uh, many of whom have the, the right intentions and are saying, look, you, you know, you, you have, uh, you know, you're going to need masks, you're going to need hand sanitizer, things like that. But then there's, there's kind of extreme measures that, that some, uh, uh, you know, pitches are, are, are being made or, or in some districts are considering purchasing. For example, uh, there are a handful of districts in the state that are buying these electrostatic backpack sprayers that this idea of, you know, you can uh, send a custodian around and they can just kind of spray everything to, to be, uh, you know, to, to sanitize uh, your machines. Uh, same, same idea that you can use uh, that can cover, you know, an entire school very quickly, um, uh, you know, in another attempt to, um, you know, to, to sanitize the school, let's say overnight. And what's interesting about this is you talk to, uh, you know, a bunch of different superintendents and they're saying, 
Yeah, there's a lot of kind of wacky uh, pitches we're getting too. One superintendent told me uh, out of Lincoln said, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, somebody wanted me to buy uh, shields for every kid that they would walk around with. Um, and so these things, you know, range from uh, obvious and, and sort of uh, no brainers to uh, questionable and, and, and uh, uh, like I said, extreme. I think the thing that's most interesting that, that I came away with from reporting on this was the scary thing is nobody knows what works and what doesn't. And so, you know, you hear an idea like, Hey, let's uh, you know, let's put infrared uh, you know, thermometers in every, or in, infrared, infrared cameras in every school to be able to take everybody's temperature. And you feel, you say, wow, that feels a little bit intrusive. I'm not sure if I would want my kid going through that. But then at the same time, you, you know, those are things that the casinos, for example, are doing right now. And so everyone is kind of learning on the fly. The thing is, is you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars uh, in a really difficult, you know, kind of economic uh, situation for all these districts. So they're all learning as they go. They have no idea if it's going to work. And it really raises this question that you and I have been kind of bantering about for a long time now, which is, you know, will schools be able and be ready to reopen by August 31st? Well, you tell me. I mean, that last night, that Rhode Island Department of Education Zoom meeting, there are now, you know, and this is unfortunate. This happens uh, whenever you have a situation spring up, these people emerge out of nowhere and they form a group and they're very organized and it becomes the cause and, and their mission becomes, you know, to try to defeat the schools from returning. So Governor Mundo and Education Commissioner Fonte Green, they set the deadline, August 31st, the Monday, everyone goes back. Dan McGowan, uh, you tell me, does it seem like people are going back to school as far as into the classroom? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago when you asked this, I think I said, yeah, you know what, if I were betting, I wouldn't bet a lot, but I think I would say yes. It doesn't feel like it, and it's because of exactly what you just said, this kind of momentum that is building. Um, and it's, it, it, look, it, it is, you and I focus a lot on the teachers and their focus on this, but here's the thing. Once it hits parents and once oh. you start to see the organizing there, which you're absolutely right, you are in fact seeing, uh, it puts an immense amount of pressure um, on, on the governor, on the commissioner to, you know, halt this thing. I was asking, that was kind of my, my last question for everybody yesterday when I was, when I was putting together this story on all these supplies that they're buying and, and people are split, you know, everybody, I think the superintendents and the, the charter school leaders, I think they want to get back to school, but, uh, you know, if, if you were to actually pull them, you know, they, they certainly are thinking there's a chance August 31st works. It feels more likely they push past Labor Day, which is reasonable. That's, that's not a, you know, th- that's not the worst idea, but the longer you go and the more, you know, the more you start to see cases around the country spike, um, even if they're not necessarily spiking here, maybe with the exception of Central Falls, um, y- you know, I think that pressure will will just continue. Uh, and, and you're right. Look, this is not something that, uh, by, by the way, the governor, I, I've mentioned this a million times in your show, the governor um, often, she, she disagrees with President Trump on, on almost everything. But during the coronavirus, she was just as quick as him on wanting to reopen the economy. She was adamant that, that schools reopened by August 31st. She set a goal here. I think she wants to follow through on that goal, 
But if it gets out of hand and if, if you start to see that just that, that extreme, um, it, it seems less and less likely. Well, and especially when you have this group that is emerged suddenly out of nowhere of the Rhode Island Parents Educators for Safe Schools, you know, you, you have the person there claiming Infante Green said last night on the ride Zoom, know no, some people will die. And then you have a, a Providence principal saying, uh, well, last night they announced that uh, if they fully opened, 250 students and 450 teachers would die. This is unacceptable. You know, th- there's nothing to back up any of this. But Dan McGowan, this stuff spreads like wildfire and these groups emerge. And, and, and I, you know, I'm anxious to see, do you think will Infante Green be at the press briefing today with Governor Mundo? You know what? I think she needs to, yeah. need to answer some of the... I agree. The, the obvious questions. Look, like you said, you're, you're talking about, you know, some comments. And I'll be honest. I didn't, I watched this zoom last night. I missed this comment. Yes. If, it, if it was said, Both of them. I, I didn't hear either one they, of them. Nothing. At least. They, and, and even if they like, you know, sometimes the, the commissioner can talk very quickly and say, yes, you know, we're, 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 we understand people are going to get sick, but, but it feels unlikely that, that there was any health expert that was actually saying, you know, if we do exactly like we're doing right now, you know, hundreds of kids are going to die. But I think you're right. You know, unlike even five, ten years ago, because of how fast things can spread on wildfire, I mean, the, or, or on, on Facebook, it spreads like a wildfire. Um, you, you know, you you almost have to respond to everything. Uh, and I know the governor finds this, and the, I think the commissioner does too. I think they, they find these kind of the extreme questions to be. Uh, distracting, but there is no doubt. I mean, you see these this parent group that has been formed, you know, overnight practically. Yeah. I think they have almost ten thousand members. Yes. Um, that is a real. I mean, you couldn't get. There is not a politician in the state of Rhode Island who could put ten thousand people, you know, together at a rally for them. You know, the only things you see people really be able to do this for is, of course, some of the Black Lives Matter stuff. But then the parents. Man, when they when they get together and they activate and they, uh, you know, they're, they're able to kind of talk to each other, they build each other up. And uh, some of the rumors that are spreading and some of the fear, I think you're going to see, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of parents kind of uh, hoping to either keep their kids home. I think you're going to see a little bit of a move, an increase in homeschooling this year. Um, but to, to get out in front of this and to make sure folks have the the right facts i think the governor and the commissioner probably need to address this sooner rather than later well especially dan mcgowan you're exactly right but uh when this group when they start to form and it just formed if you see a lot of the comments it seemingly the goal is not to make the school safe the goal becomes to eliminate kids going to school and make it distance learning and those are two separate things i think the governor and the education minister are really going to have the work cut out for them because august now is going to be these groups. And also think of this, for a principal to state, one ride panelist stated that if Rhode Island schools were to fully reopen with the current infection death rates, 250 students and 450 teachers would die. Now, I, I don't know where that came from, who said it. I didn't hear anything like that. We, we haven't heard of any students dying. So how do you suddenly right. come with, with 250 students? And, and as a matter of fact, I, I think there's even, it's, it's very scarce that there are even a lot of teachers dying. So I'm just curious. And this is a principle <laughs> spreading right. this. This isn't like just some parent 
So, I mean, if you think about it, John, think of the context to this is, and by the way, it's hard for us to completely refute because it's hard to prove a negative, Correct. right? But, at the, and that's why these, these comments are extremely powerful. But if you think about it, you and I are talking on Wednesday. It is, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're about, unfortunately, in Rhode Island, about to hit 1,000 total deaths, yes. you know, from coronavirus-related coronavirus deaths. Uh, to suggest that potentially, you know, another seven, eight hundred uh, could come, you know, just from school reopening, it, it feels unlikely. It doesn't feel based in science. But again, I mean, you know, without being able, I'm sure that the governor, I'm sure that I'm sure that Dr. Alexander Scott, I'm sure the commissioner all you know, have to kind of wiggle around this because just in case cases spike or just in case you do see, you know, a, a, a large number of deaths. You, you don't want to set you don't want to be caught on camera saying there's no chance everyone's going to be just fine this is it's a really difficult predicament but it, it is not one that can be ignored because it's going to grow the closer you get to school you're gonna you, more people are you know, they're hearing about you and I talk about this they're gonna con, they're gonna join these groups they're gonna build each other up and uh, you're you know you're, you're seeing it across the country there's movement across the country to to try to uh, you know, uh, get districts and get schools to, to back off. And you have to wonder, you know, I, I hate to think everything comes down to politics, but the fact that the president, yes. the Republican president is the one kind of saying, Hey, I want folks back in school. You do have to wonder in some of these blue States like ours, if some of this backlash is just related to sort of the politics, I hate to say that completely because there are completely real legitimate justified safety factors here, but you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the governor's goal. And yes, school districts were hesitant, but it was more about how are we going to plan for this? It wasn't about, boy, so many people are going to get sick and die from this. Yeah. So it's, an, it's, been, it's been interesting to follow. And I am seeing on that page that popped up, um, you know, they're putting comments such as, well, it's Gina and Trump that want this. So I mean, that's as much as and she announced it before the White House did. And and even uh, when I was questioning the governor about the beat situation, she made it very clear that her goal was to get the kids back in the classroom this fall and her and the education commissioner on top of that. I believe Dr. Nicole Scott is also, you know, guiding with with that. And I will tell you, as a parent, they learn more when they are in the classroom. But I think, Dan McGowan, these people are saying, let's not rush into it. I, I, this is going to be, I mean, I, I don't know how you're ever going to convince certain parts of this crowd that it's ever fully safe to go back. Um, and so I think people need to make other uh, decisions because this is not going to go any away anytime soon. Folks, coming up, I am going to ask Dan McGowan about the Providence Teachers Union with the contract. Also, he wrote an interesting uh, piece about Senator Whitehouse. That a lot more with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe on the John DePietro show. MEGA truck and trailer appear. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service, 
and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Right now, I'll bet you could use some extra cash. Why not sell some of your gold, silver, other precious metals? Vero Industries, folks, over 40 years' experience, they will give you cash. They'll buy your gold, silver, other precious metals. Call Lee today at 401 401- 434-8900. Leo has over 40 years experience. It's VERO, Vero Industries. They will buy gold, silver, other precious metals, old, broken, new, silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets, or pieces. Listen, why not right now? Sell it and get that cash that you need. Call Leo at Vero Industries, 401-434-8900 impeccable reputation folks they know the industry better than anyone and they'll give you what it's worth your gold silver also a buyer of individual coins coin collections watches half earring pieces and much more call leo at vero industries why not get some cash right now for that gold silver and other precious metals call leo 401-434-434 8900 weekend evening appointments are available two locations or at your location their location two locations east providence and warwick call them vero industries 401-434-8900 listen get cash for that gold silver other precious metals you have call leo 401-434-8900 one more time 434 8,900. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Folks, uh, they've had incredible coverage of Rhode Island. And Dan McGowan, you had a uh, headline. I'll admit it brought me in. Senator Whitehouse is the king of climate change speeches. But are they effective? All right. I took the bait. You tell us. Are they effective? You know, so there's this. This was a, basically based on a study from a couple of researchers out of Vermont and Oklahoma who uh, who wanted to study based on and boy this is a boring study but study based on the congressional record of, of all speeches made kind of who gives the most speeches and more importantly and more interestingly sort of what the focus of those speeches are and it turns out i think we you know if you've paid really close attention to senator whitehouse here in rhode island you know that he's kind of a uh been sort of a leading advocate he's trying to carve out a niche as, as the climate change guy in the senate um, he's given more speeches uh, than any, or I guess between 1996, which he wasn't even in office yet, and 2015, he gave more speeches about climate change in the Senate than any other senator. So he kind of stands out there. 
But more interestingly, there's this look at is his messaging, which is he would call sort of very fact-based and trying to, you know, get people to believe the science versus uh, you, the, 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 this is clearly a very somewhat left-leaning study, the, the argument that the Q, that what they call a Q-based appeal, which is it tends to be more Republicans that do this, that kind of say, uh, it's not that they, they push disinformation, it's more that they, they, they push kind of everyday information. So, you know, in one hand, the senator's talking about sort of the long-term effects of global, you know, of global warming and, and what's happening with climate change. And then, you know, a Republican comes on the floor and says, that's all nice and good, but, you know, here's what the cost of gas is going to, you know, be, or here's what the cost of anything is going to be. And these researchers kind of found that they felt like the more effective approach is kind of breaking it down in these real uh, scenarios. And so they thought the Republicans, uh, and not just the Republicans, but the Republicans in particular here, actually tend to be more effective when it comes to getting their, their message across. It's an interesting little dynamic because the senator likes to, you know, kind of make the argument that if you just trust scientists and, and, and folks in the research world, you know, that can kind of lead you to where you want to go. But even the senator would say, and I, I talked to him about this last year at some point, you know, it certainly is not a good time in this country for people like him, not because of you know, not, not because of Republican Democrat, he even said that the Obama White House was that was a pretty bad when it came to some of the issues that he supported on climate change. But it, it, it does raise the question, I wonder if you're going to start to see the senator maybe make a change in sort of how he delivers his speeches. I'm not sure he can be fairly stubborn. He likes to kind of do it on his own. But it will be interesting to kind of watch going forward. Dean McGowan, will there be a Providence teachers contract between now and the beginning of school? I'm saying less and less likely, and I hate to hedge my bets with you always, but it just, it, I, you know, I would have said certainly six months ago or eight months ago, I'd have said, yeah, I think they'll get something done. I think that the, there's pressure on the teachers unions to come to the, come to the table and get this done. Um, and, and the commissioner had all this momentum. Now, you know, this, aside from all of the, let's say, reform measures that the commissioner needs and wants to get done in, in Providence schools, now you have the added kind of blitz of what's going on with reopening and the parents getting behind, uh, you know, this idea, like we were talking about, of, of not reopening. I think it makes it less and less likely that you get a deal done. And if you do, you're going to have to really pay, read, you know, that, that, uh, that contract really closely kind of to see what the trade-offs were. Yeah, I'll share with you. And uh, I tell folks, I tell Dan McGowan that I have, sources down in the South County area that listen to these group of Providence <laughs> teachers that gather by the shore, not doing anything wrong. It's been a beautiful summer, nice days. And they said, here's what I'm hearing. Randy says, no way. And the reason is, is if uh, Joe Biden gets in, the type of deal they could get is going to be much better because it's then going to like be mandated from Washington. So that's, I'm hearing no chance in, there's no way they're going back in the classroom. So no contract and certainly no classroom. So at least the very and you're, yeah. look, you're as well sourced as me on this. I, when you, when you hear people down the beach, so and I hear and I was told like 100 percent, like there's there's no shot for a contract, zero. They feel very good about Biden's chances, and then he has he's very tight with the teachers unions. Um, absolutely, and, and you know what, John? I mean, I, th I think you you beat this into uh, your <laughs> listeners every time you and I talk, and, and it's really important to understand. 
this is much bigger. Oh yeah, than than the Providence Teachers oh, Union. It, it has it has national implications because again, whatever you do in Providence, then you say, well, let's do that in New York City. Let's do that in Hartford, Connecticut. Yep. All over the place, and so that becomes. A, a, a bigger problem. And, and when you get to this reopening conversation, uh, when you throw that in with everything else, no uh, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be very difficult to see anything done by, you know, August 31st, at least. And in, in, in fairness, by the way, um, and I feel bad for the people trying to negotiate this stuff, because <clears throat> what people don't understand is as they're sitting there and the union person who's putting out these demands, when they're listing these things, you're sitting there on the other side of the table saying, where did this come from? Like, what are you talking about? Do they have this in Pawtucket? Do they have this in Newport? No, where do they have this? Oh, they have this in a district in Chicago. It's like, what? <laughs> like they, they have the latest. So you're exactly right. And somewhere in Chicago or Cleveland or Philadelphia or Baltimore, someone is saying, where did you get this? And they say, oh, they have this in Providence, Rhode Island in their teacher's contract. That's right. So, you know, it does kind of go both ways. But again, listen, you know Providence. Uh, you are very, very plugged in with it. I'm just sharing it with you what I'm hearing, that uh, they, they're certainly going through the meetings. And, and I do, I feel for the new uh, Providence superintendent, who is very earnest, and, and they are very anxious. And especially, this is not going to be, this is going to be tough. I'm very interested, Dan McGowan, to see over the next two months how Angelic and Fonte Green Boy, you want to talk about, you know, baptism by fire. I mean, between people not wanting to go back and then no contract, she's really going to be under the gun. But this 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 is over her head. This goes out of their well, hands. Well, keep it. I mean, to, to, to emphasize the, this going out of their hands, this is imagine if you and I, you know, recorded a show together or, you know, a segment together. But both of us had to go back to our respective bosses in order for it to air right i mean that's what this is it is it it, it, you know the commissioner and the the superintendent in providence have to go back to the governor to make sure it's okay now the governor to her credit has been largely um i think supportive of of this effort but you do have to run things by her yes she's a national player and so she has to you know, look to there. And then on the other side, you're exactly right. We've already, we've reported it constantly. Randy Weingarten, one of the most influential union oh, leaders in the country uh, is on the other, is on the other end of this so much so that she literally exchanged his text messages with the commissioner of Rhode Island. Yes. And when this, when this drags out and then we find out who the Biden VP is going to be in fairness to the governor, the pressure is going to be off her to then it'd be one thing if then she still had this outstanding contract that wasn't resolved, but I, it's seemingly less and less, who knows, she could still be in the mix. Uh, Vice president Biden is still, he's certainly signaling that it, it may not be a woman of color. Um, the right. latest I've read is he feels confident enough. And after that South Carolina win, they feel, you know, we feel pretty good about the African-American vote. So you know, it could be a Gina Raimondo. It could be Elizabeth Warren. Folks, coming up, a very unusual with 14-year-old girl charged with murder in Providence. Also, also for those that uh, that have been unemployed, Dan McGowan, a very important story. It's all ahead with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 
7801. MEGA, MEGA Professionals, 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400. A Rhode Island family business since 1986. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel certified soft wash let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look right now spring is the time you can text jared free same day text estimate 401-617-2585 they have a great facebook page bethel certified soft wash let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home the side of your home on your pavement on your patio maybe it's on the basketball court Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like or your garage, your property, with Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash. Now, Jared, he came to our house. Folks, it looks brand new. Get rid of, you know, it just happens. You build up some of that algae and mildew, and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash, especially now we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kid said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said, it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 find them on facebook it's bethel certified soft wash it's going to make your property your home your deck your walkway any outdoor surface he can get rid of it as far as the algae mildew gets rid of it with a very safe solution it's bethel certified soft wash we're speaking with dan mcgowan of the boston globe dan before i um ask you about Boy, that was another headline. You you certainly bring me in on these. More than 100,000 <laughs> Rhode Islanders could get devastated news this week in the uh, murder. Uh, the Brit situation. Um, I know there is uh, a meeting today on Wednesday. Any reason to believe that's going to be resolved? I have no reason to believe it. Although, yeah. here's, the, here's the one thing that's interesting. And, and for folks out there, your head spins when you hear about, you know, various meetings and conferences and hearings. The one thing that could come out today is 
uh, it's called a fry hearing, which means that the prosecution, the, the, the AG's office, could in, in public, in court, say, here's the deal we offered. Mm. Um, that, that is something that could come out. And if that comes out, that's a really interesting thing. You know, you, it'll, it'll show you, I think, how much the attorney general's office either wants to kind of resolve this with uh, some sort of plea deal or how much do they kind of want to actually end up in a courtroom where you could have a huge high profile audience would be the highest profile court, you know, trial in years in Rhode Island. Uh, and so, you know, you, you potentially, you know, if you see, let's say, for example, the offer, the, the plea offer was, you know, two years in prison, there's no way that's something that Mr. Britt is going to take. And so, you know, that there's, there's sort of a half-hearted attempt at a plea deal from the attorney general's office. If you see, hey, we didn't offer any jail time at all, and this guy's still saying no, you could kind of see, well, maybe eventually you will get to some sort of agreement. So I, I think that's the one thing to keep in mind today. But again, my gut is we will not see, you know, fireworks from, from today or, or, or anytime really soon. Yeah, I agree with you. And this is also <clears throat> two things. Number one, I don't think it's lost on Attorney General Peter Dorona. This is one of those cases that could come back to haunt him. So they want to be very cautious about it. What I also just find funny is there is a member of the uh, Mattiello team that I do uh, communicate with from time to time and was livid at me last week saying, you know, you and McGowan referred to him as a political operative or skilled political operative. Someone used the term. <laughs> they said, oh, yeah, Caprio 2010 lost um, the guy against Gordon Fox binder lost. Ken Block against Fung lost. The only, <laughs> like coming through the phone at me, I said, hey. That's how he was being described. Skilled political operative. Like, you know, hold, hold your well, horses for crying. And my, my rebuttal to that, while, my it, goodness. while completely true, by the way, that is that is completely true. The only <laughs> the only rebuttal that I would say is or have is that uh, if if he's not good at his job or if he's not somebody who people fear, I, I don't think I would get a call every time he's running you know, a campaign against someone, right. you know, crying to me about, about well, how they don't want to deal with this guy all summer. Yep. And I said, my comeback just quickly was then why did the speaker hire him? Why did, well, he didn't know and blah, blah, blah. And the governor, by the way. And the governor. That's right. Dean McGowan, more than 100,000 Rhode Islanders could get devastating news. Now, this, this remains a threat. That's right. This is the most, I think this is, John, the most kind of interesting story uh, storyline that you could follow in the kind of the post kind of immediate coronavirus problems, you obviously still have them, but uh, this idea that, that that $600 a week that folks were getting in unemployment, it, you know, is going to run out. This will be the last week, uh, unless Congress extends it, uh, that folks will get it. So Friday or Saturday, uh, they'll, they'll get their, six, their extra 600, but then they won't get it next week uh, and going forward. And the reason why I find it so interesting isn't just because it is true. I mean, look, they're, they're one of the reasons our economy has had any semblance of life. Um, and I think, you know, economists on both sides kind of agree on this issue. One of the only reasons that we've had any semblance of life is that when you have that extra $600 a week in your pocket, if you're unemployed, you still feel like you have, you know, a little bit of spending power. You feel like you can still maybe, you know, take out for dinner or you can, you know, certainly spend money a little bit more uh, liberally than, than, than you might if you were only getting kind of a standard unemployment. The interesting thing, the Republicans, uh, you know, the, the, the Mitch McConnell in the Senate makes a really fascinating point about this, which is 
the longer you continue the $600 a week, potentially the less likely you are to get people to really strive to go back to work and, right. and really try to get back in there. And it, it is, it's a, it's actually a very legitimate argument. There are both sides that have uh, a good point on this. What I was leaning to, I talked to Senator Reed for, for a roadmap interview this week and I was sort of of the mind of, of thinking, boy, Mitch McConnell has a serious race in Kentucky against the Democrat down there. Um, you know, at the end of the day, there's plenty of people in Kentucky, just like the rest of the country. Uh, you know, you're going to want to take care of your constituents heading into an election. And I thought, come on, they're going to have to reach some sort of deal. Senator Reid said to me, look, you know, I think there is room to make a deal, although it's Wednesday now. You know, it seems like the window is closing for this week not necessarily guaranteed, but it does feel like it's closing. But Senator Reid says, you know, there's a lot of things that Mitch McConnell wants that are not actually tied to the $600 a week, because, right, this would be a part of the bigger stimulus package. Um, And so potentially you could have, you know, talks fall apart on something that has nothing to do with $600 a week. Um, There is talk about potentially uh, lowering that amount or capping it to make sure that those people who are making more money in unemployment than they were working, that would change. But it it does, I mean, it could be devastating. You're seeing this all over the country. uh, uh, These stories come out about how, what this will mean for local economies. Senator Reid said to me, it's not only going to hurt, of course, the people who are already unemployed, but you can expect the unemployment rate to potentially go up if nobody yes. has the spending power. So it, it really is. It's a, it's a fascinating political debate because truthfully, I really do see both sides of this argument. I agree. And, and Governor Mundo, when asked about it, I think she has called it one of the unintended consequences of when you're trying to do something like this. And it's interesting, Dan McGowan, because on the one hand, you talk to business owners and they've been saying the past few months they can't get anyone to come back to work because they're That's making right. more money by staying home. On the flip side, um, you, you have some people that they might not have a job to go back to, or as you say, then their spending is down because then they don't have that money and they're trying to live off that. I did hear from one listener that said that her, twenty, I think 25-year-old son, him and two of his friends, all three of them got laid off. They have a beach house in Matunic, best summer ever. They're all getting <laughs> unemployment, and then they're also getting the additional uh, 600 a week. Best summer ever is how she described it. Now, this was interesting. Providence police charge a 14-year-old girl with the murder. Now, I was in Silver Lake the day after that happened. It happened late at night. You had this man that seemingly was not even the intended victim. And then you had um, this uh, Felix that was on the loose, and a 14-year-old girl was also on the loose. I think we've since learned they had a relationship and she was pregnant but this definitely is um different and we haven't had a suspect as the boston globe reported uh, this young in quite some time yeah i mean i think you would agree nobody uh no reporter in rhode island knows the providence police department like amanda milkovitz my colleague she's covered it for years and i thought it was a really interesting angle on this this is the youngest person since 2005 in providence to uh to be charged with murder uh, and you know, fourteen, like you know, fourteen-year-old girl. You, you and I, you, I think your initial glance, you say, "Boy, God, that's young." I can't believe that. But it is not crazy to see, you know, fourteen, fifteen-year-olds, usually boys, involved in you know shootings, and certainly that's kind of when the gangs start up in your life and things like that. But a fourteen-year-old girl is especially young, and I think this is going to be another case where this is going to be a, a case where 
Uh, you're going to learn a lot through, you know, all the court documents that are going to come out because, I, you know, what was her, her, this young woman's role in the murder? Was it directly pulling the trigger versus, you know, what, what potentially she was an accomplice in, things like that. So uh, anytime you see a young person, you know, charged with a, a crime that could literally put them in jail for, you know, almost the rest of their lives, uh, you know, it, it's, it's obviously uh, uh Folks, he's sorry about that, John. No, go right uh, ahead. No, you're yeah. right. It is stunning. And finish that. Yeah, it's stunning. And I think that that, uh, you know, it, it will re- it will certainly um, be one of those cases that that kind of stands out. It reminds me it's not the same by any means. But, you know, remember uh, years ago that, that that very high profile case where, you know, a young student was shot and killed outside of a graduation party. Anytime you get these young people involved yeah. whether they're killed unfortunately or or the suspect in a in a murder uh there there's just an elevated sense of attention that i think goes to it i do remember that i did that was in the hartford avenue project yeah I Vargas that was the, was the uh, name. yeah yes that's exactly right dan mcgowan what did you make of uh um the mayor of providence jorge lords taking to twitter to uh, touch on the fact of the the vandalism at Councilman Igliosi's uh, outside his home. Well, if I was Councilman Igliosi, I would have said, "Could you have maybe called a press conference or yeah. or, or you know stood?" By the way, they live in roughly the area. It's not necessarily the same yep. neighborhood, but um, you know, I, I would say that that the the truth is, unfortunately, the politics at play here are that John Igliosi and, and Mayor Lors are not the best of friends. In fact, I think if the mayor were to you know, rank his least favorite council members, John would probably be near the top of that list. Mm. And so, you know, you don't see as much, although to his credit, at least he said something. But look, when you have politicians, you know, fight, and you, you were all over this, John, you broke the story. Look, the, you know, spray painting in front of the house, putting spikes, you know, on the tires yeah. of your car. I mean, that is, that is just like the folks going on the east side and, you know, standing in front of the governor's house. Uh, and, you know, you think, boy, well, it's only a councilman. Look, this is a powerful councilman, a serious guy who um, who is essential in uh, when it comes to negotiating the budget of the city of Providence and the fear that that he now has. I talked to him. I mean, look, the legitimate fear that he he now has is, is real. Uh, you, you'd have liked maybe the mayor to be even more aggressive, although, again, I think there's some there's some level of politics at play there. This business, Dan McGowan, of the deep on the police and they're trying to push Igliosi in that direction with his vote. How far apart is that? Because there were some members of the council that did not sign on to condemn the vandalism and so forth at his home. Yeah, there are four members of the council that didn't sign on. Now, I, I heard from, I think, two of them who pushed back and said, look, we, you know, I wasn't in town and I didn't get to do it. Oh. Um, I'll, I'll give folks the benefit of the doubt, although. I know how these work, you know, literally an email gets sent out and says, Hey, we're putting a statement out who wants on and everybody signs on. Uh, When it comes to the defunding of the police, what you're going to see here is you're not going to see the the Providence police department uh, defunded in any, you know, uh, significant way, meaning you're not going to see officers, you know, forced out of the job. Right. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're, they're not taking away people's guns, things like that. What you will see, and I think it's real, I, I think it will be a part of the budget when they eventually get this done, um, 
you know, I think there was an, an increase proposed by the mayor of a couple of million bucks. I would imagine you'll probably see that either reduced or completely eliminated. Wow. That's sort of one of those wins that you get if you were if you were a council member who's very vocal about defund the police. Well, if you say, look, I managed to get two or three million cut from the budget. You know, this is progress and that's how you get it done. I think you'll see more of that. I think John Igliozzi, who who is the kind of face of this uh, on the city council side, will get to you know, uh, he'll get to kind of balance it out a little bit. He is by no, this is a pro-police guy. He's an old school Democrat. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he is by no means someone who, who would be considered anti-police. But he'll get to say, look, you know, we, we listen to the community. We're going to implement a new program. Uh, you know, we did cut some of the money here, but we didn't defund the police. So he'll be able to kind of uh, talk to his friends that are cops with a straight face. Whereas, and so the bottom line, John, is I think everyone's going to claim a victory here. Okay. Um, and I think the Providence Police, by the way, are going to claim a victory because they're going to say, see, nothing happened. Yes. <laughs> Do you, would you say, just finally on this, um, as far as the council, how many votes away are they from maybe the progressives? How many seats would they need to really kind of flip the council a little bit? Well, so you need, you, you need eight votes yeah. total, right? Because there's 15. You know, Depending on the issue, I don't think you ha- I don't think you're close to eight votes to no. let's say cut uh, let's say cut the police department in half. You're not even close to, 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 to the eight votes for that. Where you are close though, uh, where you have a council president who Sabina Matos who wants to run for mayor in a couple yeah. of years, who wants to have kind of liberal credentials, um, you know, I, I think around the margins on, you know, maybe you, uh, maybe a conversation about taking police out of schools, which it, which could be a, a very hostile environment and, and could be very difficult. I think you're much closer to that. I would say two or three votes away, and depending wow. on, uh, and depending on how you, uh, look, all of this is deal cutting, and and you know you'd be surprised. It sounds sad, but the things that you can get from a council, you know, for a vote when it comes to you know you, you say look. We'll, we'll, we'll plant a tree in your neighborhood. I mean, little things like that literally can change the way you vote. Uh, and so depending on where they are, I, I think you could see some change, but I, I don't think it would be something that you and I are going to come on one day on a Wednesday and say, oh, wow, the, the police department is completely you know, decimated. I, sure. I don't think you're close to that. Folks, each day you can start your day with an email from Dan McGowan. It's called Roadmap. Dan McGowan, how can people receive it? And every week, I got to say thank you to everybody listening, because every week I talk about this with you and every single week I get dozens of new uh, subscribers. So the check is in the mail, John. And uh, (laughs) if you want to send me a blank email, just a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. I'll know what it is. And every single day, every weekday, you're going to get a new reporting from me, my interview with Senator Reid about the unemployment rate, things like that this week. you're going to get a rundown of the best stories in the globe. Uh, and then you're going to get a, 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 an overview of what's happening. The governor's press conferences today, you know, uh, any number of things that are worth paying attention to. Um, and it, it takes five minutes to read. It's completely free. So rinews at globe.com. Uh, if you send it today, I'll sing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, great job. We'll Have a good one, John. Thanks so much. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming, 
experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today, 439-6028, 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, Bucket Truck at Service and Bobcat Service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's my health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. And it's my health. At 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking, and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400, 294-2400 a Rhode Island family business since 1986. 
AE Mazika Insurance Services. Call today, free consultation. It's Scott and Alex, 401-353-9300. Folks, AE Mazika Insurance Services, located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. But you can call, free consultation, 401-353-9300. They're licensed Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. It's very simple. They're going to help you and your family save money. And maybe it's on your home insurance or life insurance, business insurance, auto insurance, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. They also have a great website. It's aemazika.com. Call them at 401-353-9300. What about if you save $200 a month? It's like giving yourself a raise. How about that? An extra $2,500 a year, maybe even more. And also, this time of year, make sure you're covered. Maybe it's for your motorcycle or your boat or jet skis or an RV, an off-road vehicle. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Call them today, 353-9300-401-353-9300. Let them help you save money. It all starts with one phone call. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Why not? Let them help you save money. Give yourself a raise. 401-353-9300. Look for them on Facebook, and their website is aemazika.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM, 99.9 FM, you can always listen online at the website. Visit it, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right on the top on the left-hand side, you'll see where it says Listen Live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that, on the dashboard, at the website, you'll see where it says Radio Show. If you ever miss any part of the show, you just click on Radio Show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show.